Graham Matthews, my man, how you doing? Doing great, Randy Cruz. How about yourself, brother? Doing good, man. Can't complain. You can find Graham Matthews on Twitter at WrestleRants. Great work for both Bleacher Report and Fansided Daily DDT. Find myself, Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, letter J-C-R-U-Z on both IG and Twitter. Find the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Go ahead, download, rate, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. We really appreciate your love and support for the program. Also, find us on TikTok at 2 out of 3 Falls Pod. Graham Matthews, January 20th. Uh, we are in the Rumble season. Next Saturday is the Royal Rumble at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas. But as we always love to do, we love to bring up some old school Royal Rumble anniversaries. So a lot of things have been happening the last couple of days. So if you're a big fan like me and you are, uh, January 19th had a few Rumbles. Uh, 1992 with Ric Flair winning the Rumble at number three and becoming world champion at the end. And also 1997, where Stone Cold won the Rumble for the first time, being thrown out, coming back in, throwing out Bret Hart, and he goes on to all that stuff. Yeah. Bret Hart, WrestleMania. Um, I will start with I will start with that first. There is one more anniversary coming up after that I, want, I do want to bring up. So Ric Flair, 92, everybody still says 30 years later, it's still the greatest Royal Rumble uh, 1992, we've seen some crazy rumbles, some crazy finishes, some crazy returns and appearances. Yeah. Um, do you agree from the general consensus that still 30 years later that the 1992 rumble still holds up as the greatest of all time? Or is there another rumble that should be mentioned more? No, I agree. I think I have the most basic answer and that I agree. It's probably the greatest of all time. Uh, 30 plus years still holds up. And anytime I go back and watch it, I mean, it's incredible how star studded that Royal Rumble is. I mean, you go in there and watch it and they have, okay, obviously Flair won the whole thing, but Warriors in there, Hogan, and the list goes on and on. 92 had one of the most talented rosters I've ever seen in WWE in one given year. Um, and they had some great matches and memorable feuds and stuff like that as well. But the roster itself, just the combination of people coming in at the right time, people you know leaving at the right time right before they leave, all being in the same place at the same time. And it made for a great Royal Rumble. So in that one moment of Flair winning the whole thing, becoming champion, the first Rumble and only the second Rumble ever. It was the first, obviously, but there's only ever been two Rumbles to be contested for a championship. Um, so that made it extra special. So yeah, I would agree that is the greatest Royal Rumble of all time. I mean, there's other ones you can include in the conversation. Uh, the 01 one comes to mind. Hmm. Even in recent years, that 2020 Rumble won by Drew McIntyre is probably, to me, the greatest in recent memory. Love that Rumble, the 2018 Rumble as well. Um, you know, I can go on and on. But I think above all else, that 92 Rumble still holds you know, the test of time in that it's the greatest of all time. You can watch it at any point and show it to any fan and they will enjoy it. I'm not sure if they'll enjoy it any more than the 95 rumble or the 01 rumble. The rumbles will rumble the most people, but mm. even as someone like for someone like me, who was not watching back then, who was not even fucking born in 1992 mm -hmm. can still go back and tell you it is the greatest of all time. Now, is it because it was for the title? Is it because Ray Flair had the promo after, or it just like, uh, cause if we're talking all about, that, yeah the actual rumble match itself. Yeah, no, no, all of it. I, I I think it's the perfect combination of everything going into it. The situation with the championship being vacated Flair's mm -hmm. post-match promo, the idea that the rumble match itself was also great 
And it's not just because of just that stuff that you mentioned. That all plays a factor. They all factor into why this is so great. I don't want to say any match is perfect. This comes close. A big thing for the Rumbles for me that it has to check a box, a big box and a Rumble on a great Rumble checklist, is that it has to further feuds and tell stories. This one had that in spades. Another match that comes to mind, Piper had just won the Intercontinental Championship earlier in the show. Or no, I'm sorry. Was it earlier in the show? I think it was earlier in the show. Yeah, because the Mountie had won the title, I think a couple days earlier at a house show, and then Piper won it that weekend or whatever it was because Hart had to vacate the championship. So the story was with him, can he win two titles? Can he win? Can he become a double champion? That was a big story. You also had a Hogan and uh, Sid furthering their shit. Warrior was in there. That was a big deal that he was in the matchup as well. There's a lot of different stuff going on. So the stories told, the star power, the aftermath, and with Flair, not only the fact that he won, but the fact that he only debuted a few months prior, that's like AJ Styles coming in, honestly, in 2016, who also debuted in the Royal Rumble, and that match was also, by the way, for the WWE title. The mm. equivalent would be AJ winning that match and him becoming WWE champion after being the face of the competition TNA for 10-plus years, 15 years. So we didn't get that in 2016. We got Triple H winning instead, but at least we got it in 92 with Ric Flair. And he was a deserving recipient as well because he was a great champion. And Flair was obviously and still is one of the greatest of all time. You know, it's funny. You, you just mentioned something, and I'm going to research it later. Um, you said Bret Hart had to vacate the Intercontinental Championship. I'm thinking, like, all right, he won it. He won it in 91 against Perfect. And then I'm like, I'm thinking, who did Bret Hart lose the belt to? I and think it was the Mountie. It was the Mountie. I think. You can double check on that. I... For some reason, maybe the okay, maybe he didn't have to lose the title. I, there was some reason why they did it at a house show because they rarely did title changes at house shows, and they obviously it's a rare thing now. I think they may have wanted to get the belt on Piper without mm-hmm. having Piper beat Hart because Piper was a babyface as well. So I don't know if Hart was it was an injury thing or he couldn't make the show or whatever it was because I'm pretty sure he's in this rumble as well. I think it was more so the fact that they didn't want Piper to beat a fellow babyface, so they gave Mountie a literal two-day transitional reign and had Piper beat Mountie for the championship that night. So I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. No, Graham. You you know your shit. I'm looking at it. It went from perfect to Brett to the Mountie at a house show, and two nights later, Roddy Piper won at the Royal Rumble, and then Bret Hart got it back at uh, WrestleMania 8. That's probably why they probably wanted to set up Piper and Hart for Mania without it doing it early. So maybe again, I forgot the exact reason. Maybe Hart was her. I don't remember. Yeah, um, I wasn't watching back then. I just remember the story being told. I don't remember exactly, but that, I think that's probably the most likely reason they didn't often do babyface versus babyface matches back then, and didn't yeah. want Piper to beat Hart. And we also had the 1997 Rumble, January 19th. Uh, again, San Antonio, Alamo Dome, Shawn yep. Michaels. And Sid was the main event, but I think we all know that Rumble for <clears throat> Stone Cold winning it at the <laughs> after being thrown out, come back in, throw out Bret Hart and everything. So I think that's what I don't know what other matches happened that um that night, but that's the main focal point of that Rumble. Yeah, no, the 97 Rumble <clears throat> does not stand out as one of the better ones to me. I think we've talked about this before. Yeah. And that I am not a fan at all of any. Maybe not any, but most of the Attitude Era Rumbles, 97, 98, 99, all kind of bleed together to me. They're just a lot of... Really? 
now that this isn't the case, <clears throat> yeah, now that this isn't the case for, uh, you know, modern rumbles, but I feel like with a lot of those Attitude Era rumbles, there's a lot of like the fucking Bariquas and, and these <laughs> dumbass DOA stable. Like, who gives a shit? I mean, I'm again, I'm not saying we didn't get that nowadays. There was a rumble where we had the fucking core and the Nexus in one, in one mm-hmm. rumble, the 40 man one. I get it, but with the 30 man rumble, it's more apparent. Um, I've watched every single rumble, I didn't care for those particularly at all. Um, they did tell stories. They had some of them had the right winners and whatnot. I didn't really care about most of them. Not all the Attitude Era rumbles, though, because I actually do like the 2001 at MSG. That's a really fun rumble. Mm-hmm. And the L1 rumble is obviously amazing. That's one of the best ones of all time. So just 97, 98, 99 specifically. 99 specifically is just, to me, fucking awful. I just, it's hard for me to go back and watch it, even without the fact that McMahon won. Um, I just find it to be very boring. So. Mm. Yeah, th- that three stretch of rumbles, I don't really care for it. And 97 might be the best of the bunch, but they get progressively weaker as they went on from 98 to 99. And uh, before we get into this year's Royal Rumble, also January 19th uh, marked the uh, 25th anniversary of um, Stone Cold and Mike Tyson going at it on Monday Night Raw. And I put it, I put it up on Twitter yesterday. And a lot of people <clears throat> were saying, wow, I, I remember seeing this as, as a kid. I really believed it. I thought Tyson and Stone Cold had beef. And Mc, McMahon saying you ruined it, just added an extra layer to the story. Um, but I did have a few people, especially uh, my guy, uh, Peter Rosenberg, telling me that this is probably the most important segment on Raw in the last 25 years. That, that really just kind of turned everything in their favor. Yeah. Oh, Monday War, Nitro still going on, NWO, they're winning, winning, winning. And now you just plug in Tyson, who was the biggest name outside of, of wrestling at that time, into what you what you trying to plan for WrestleMania is like holy shit. Again, I was I was as a kid in that time frame. I, I'm living it, I'm watching him. What the fuck is going on? And then like as you see the tides turning, it's like if you, if they don't Let's just say they don't plug in Mike Tyson anywhere in that time frame. Where is the company today? And it's Stone Cold's red hot. Brett just left uh, after losing to Shawn Michaels. He's the, he's the champion now. DX is rolling and he plug in Tyson. It was a perfect storm. And it's like 25 years later, you think about it. Wow. Like that probably was the most pivotal point in the company to kind of turn everything around. It is. I mean, I'm sure the company still would have had success anyway. I'm sure Stone Cold, even by 98, was white hot. So I'm sure he still would have been, you know, a big star anyway. Obviously, this expediated the process. And if you talk about greatest Raw moments in the last 30 years, because I think the last time we spoke was on the 30-year anniversary of Raw. uh, for uh, Yeah, on the exact 30-year anniversary of Raw last Wednesday. This has got to be in the top 10, if not top 5. I mean, the moment, and not only this itself, but it wasn't just a one-off either. Because like there's been a lot of great one-off celebrity moments on Raw. Tyson mm-hmm. was a part of the build for the Mania match. Was the ref at Mania, you know, turning on DX, joining Austin, knocking out Shawn Michaels. All of that is great, and helped legitimize Austin and Shawn Michaels, even though he was on his way out at that point. Um, and the funny thing is that Tyson at that point wasn't even in his prime. Like I'm sure he was still boxing. I don't remember exactly, but it was towards the tail end of his career. And he still lent a lot of credibility to that company by being involved with them in this angle. And not just being involved, but the execution of the angle was also exceptional. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't want to say it saved the company by any means, but, you know, it definitely did play a part in how 
exciting things were in the attitude era, really rolling with the momentum and jump starting um, the hot streak that Austin had and the attitude era had back in 98. Uh, I would be remiss if I don't mention I don't mention too. We had two more anniversaries on the 19th, the 1991 Rumble and the 2003 Rumble. So I don't Rumbles, yeah. I don't recall 91. Hogan won it. It wasn't for like going on to WrestleMania kind of kind of kind of gig. But 03, um, Brock won it. I, did he was it him and Taker the last two? It was. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And then Brock goes on to WrestleMania 19, which is celebrating 20 years coming up real soon. Wow, yeah, um, you're right. We got a we got a 30th Rumble anniversary coming up with 1993. I think next week, I think that's the one Yokozuna won, which is the first time the winner gets on to go on to a WrestleMania main event. So mm-hmm. um, I just didn't want to forget all that, but a, a lot of a lot of throwback nostalgia talk going on right now that I know we'll get into to a different date, different time. So, Graham, as we prepare for this year's Royal Rumble again next Saturday in San Antonio, Alamo Dome, I asked you before the air, are you in Rumble season? Because every every single time there is a Rumble match, you know, it, it's hype, it's this, it's, it's uh, you know, anxiety returns and special stuff. And uh, as a fan, do you feel, are you in the Royal Rumble season right now? Does it feel like that? I am and I'm not, and then I'm always excited for the Rumble, but the problem is that the build has just been lacking this year, which is disappointing because Triple H being in charge gave me more hope that I would be more excited for the Rumble, and they're just not telling a lot of great stories right now compared to past years. I don't want to compare it to last year or the year before. I mean, every Rumble season is different, but um, you know, I think the, the show honestly could benefit from having low expectations, could it, it can then exceed those expectations. Mm-hmm. But the show itself, like I'm sure it's going to be very good. The build itself, it just doesn't really feel like up until the last week or two, they've really focused a lot on the Rumble, the Rumble matches. You know, I think Owens and Reigns have had a very good feud. Bianca and Bliss has been fine. The Knight and Wyatt stuff, I'm kind of ready for that to be over. The Uncle Howdy shit has dragged on for way too long. Mm-hmm. I think the show's going to be very good. Um, but no, to answer your question in short, it doesn't exactly feel like Rumble season right now because of how little focus I feel like in effort, honestly, they put in a build in this pay-per-view. So you mentioned Bianca and Alexa. Uh, we obviously we all think Bianca's Bianca's gonna win that. Roman and Kevin Owens, Roman's not losing, but he, you you do want to see how does the story extend into the chamber uh, yeah. for next month and also for WrestleMania. Obviously, the, the the two Rumble matches, and then there's Bray Wyatt and LA Knight in this uh, pitch black match that seems to throw everybody off but also have everybody like hmm i wonder where they're going with this yeah and are they gonna wrestle in the fucking dark <laughs> we don't know we but know again idea. when it comes to bray you know anything is possible it, 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 it's, it's something new it's something different something innovative we'll see how it goes but i think uh as of right now only five matches on the card um you mentioned cody earlier and uh we all know he's coming back at the rumble from the torn peck injury the crazy injury uh back at hell in the cell i probably think prior to hell in the cell um he's been out for a few months and you see the promo see the ads he'll be back and obviously everybody can pencil him to win the entire thing but as a fan Again, I read somewhere earlier that the reason why they spoil that because they did they, they have a, a few more surprises coming into the rumble that they feel confident like we can kind of let we can kind of let Cody that return get spoiled because we have a few you know in the can. But still, as a you know as a fan, 
you, you still want to be surprised. You still want to be like, holy shit, this guy, I never think it would, you know, we've seen it with Edge come back in, in 2020. Nobody on planet Earth knew Edge was coming back. Um, we've seen a plethora of people come back at the Rumble like, holy shit, I had no had no idea. We've seen the Hardys come back at the fucking WrestleMania. No one no one knew. Was, you just want that, that organic, uh, true excitement. And I think when... You know, you advertise this person coming back, Cody Rhodes. Like, oh yeah, okay. Well, I I knew that a month ago. The, does it kind of take away from you as a fan? Like, you know, just just let us have our moment. It's the Royal Rumble. You know, that's what the Rumble's all about. Just let Cody come back at 25, 27, whatever. Let him win, but don't tell us ahead of time. Are you in favor of what they're doing, or are you in favor of more like me? Just let's just let us all be surprised at, at the same time. I don't know if it's the majority or minority opinion on the Cody Rhodes thing. I'm of the mindset. I honestly am in favor of them announcing the Rhodes return ahead of time because the story makes sense. The thing is, it's not like CM Punk is coming back. Like that would be a big moment or something like that. Not that this isn't a big moment, but here's the thing with this. Like you said, everyone already knows it's going to happen anyway. Everyone already expected him in the match literally from the fucking day he got hurt. People were like, all right, we'll see you in the Royal Rumble. We'll see Cody Rhodes winning the Royal Rumble. And that isn't to say you should announce it every time, but I feel like we always get the surprise returns. I'm not complaining about the surprise returns. They're great. But you can't compare this, not that you have or not that a lot of people have. You can't compare this to John Cena, for example, from 15 years ago, which the fact that it's been that long is wild. But Cena yeah. coming back early from his injury, which was also a similar injury to Cena's, to Cody's, Peck tear. He came back in three fucking months. Cody's been out for seven months. That's more along. It's still early, but more along the lines of what it was expected, how long it was he was expected to be out. Mm-hmm. Um, we all expected Cody to be back around now. He is back. He's cleared. And like I said earlier, there's just not a lot of great stories going into Rumble. The top three winners to me, Rollins and Lashley have a small chance. It's really Cody rock or sammy sammy may not even be in the match he's busy with the cody or the kevin owens and roman reigns thing and the rock we don't even know if he's coming back we'll talk about that after there was a new report on that this morning from Meltzer. so as far as cody goes he's the odds on favor and i feel like this is the one time where i'm okay with him being the odds on favor because people want to see it happen the difference between this and like the batista one for example you talk about like returns that should not have been spoiled Edge was a surprise in 2020. Edge coming back in 2010 and returning from injury and winning the whole thing was a surprise because not everyone was expecting that. That was cool. Everyone's expecting Cody. The big difference for for me between Cody and Batista nine years ago, Batista came back to the fucking company. That Him coming back at all was a big shock. They should have kept that a surprise, especially if Daniel Bryan was not going to fucking win. Everyone wanted Daniel Bryan to win. If Batista returned, it was a surprise and he won the whole thing. Honestly, I don't think he would have been booed. I honestly don't think so. At least as much, remotely as much. Mm. Um, they announced it ahead of time. They made it really fucking clear he was going to win. He won and no one wanted it. Cody, everyone wants him to win for the most part. 90% of people want him to win, I would say. So them announcing it ahead of time makes no difference to me. It's not often they do these video packages saying, hey, I'm working out in the gym doing the whole like video package thing week by week, a new video comes out. I love that a lot. We don't see that often. Honestly, mm. it reminds me a lot of what they did with Triple H, you know, over 20 years ago. So I'm in complete favor of it. And like you said, hopefully this means that they have other surprises in mind in in store for the Rumble itself. 
Yeah, but but Graham, you 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 also know the fans out there are going to be like, yeah, Cody's back. We knew he can win the Rumble. Go ahead, and then they're going to be Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, and within like two weeks, they're going to turn on fucking Cody Rhodes because yeah, no, that, now, I'm now, not now you're pushing, 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 pushing. Sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that, that's going to happen. <laughs> I, I don't think it's the majority of people though, because Roman, yeah. I can't imagine Cody winning the title. I can't imagine they would turn on him immediately because yeah. Roman's been champion for so fucking long people just have to be happy in that honeymoon phase that honeymoon mm. period that we have someone other than roman reigns as champion so i can't imagine cody's gonna be shit on from the get-go he's just so over right now i know he hasn't been back since june but when he left he was really over even by people like me who towards the end of his aw run i'm a big cody fan but his aw run towards the end was just garbage i mean it was just not good he was feuding with the losers uh the matches were good the storyline sucked um, it hasn't been like that in WWE so far, which is great. So I'm confident that he'll come back, be over, win, and people will be happy. Like The Rock coming in. And, here's the thing like with The Rock. The Rock is one of the most loved people of all time. Honestly, it could be a Batista-like situation where we all want Cody to win, but if The Rock comes in and wins the Rumble instead, if they announced The Rock ahead of time and it was predictable he would win, but we all wanted Cody and then The Rock won, he honestly might be booed. Like there's a chance he could be booed a lot louder than people think. If he returns at the pay-per-view, The Rock does and wins the whole thing, then I could see him being cheered. Like I, I think people would absolutely be happy to see him win. But then in the aftermath, be like, you know what? Actually, I didn't really want that. I would have rather seen Cody win. Um, I think if, if Rock is going to win, and I really hope he's not, saving him as a surprise <clears throat> makes more sense than saving Cody as a surprise. Because at least if Cody came in as a surprise and didn't win, that's really fucking dumb. Like, that's really stupid. Yeah. Um, Rock coming in as a surprise and winning it isn't ideal, but it's better than him being announced and then winning it because you'll probably be booed because it's more predictable. Yeah, I, listen, I with The Rock, and like you mentioned earlier, uh, that Melser put out there that, you know, quote unquote, that The Rock may not be in shape to take on Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 39. Uh, that could be truth that could be a smoke screen to kind of uh, steer people away but um i think if me and you had the pen you know we're gonna listen we're gonna schedule rock and roman on saturday roman will beat the rock and then cody rose will get roman reigns on sunday now if somehow some way the rock is not involved or can't be involved just give us roman and cody on sunday but i i I think I think you mentioned months ago if if they don't do Rock and Roman now, I, then I really don't know when you do it. Like WrestleMania forty is what in fucking uh, Philly? I think uh, Philly next it's year, Philly right? Philly next year, yeah. Yeah. So would you rather have the Rock, <laughs> the Rock in exactly. Philly, exactly, or the Rock in Hollywood? So it make everything makes sense right now because you're trying to get Stone Cold involved, you're trying to get John Cena involved, trying to get the Rock. This is this is now or never. So I, I really think I think it's bullshit, but um the fact that Ro Rock may not be prepared or in shape. So but if he's at if he's I don't think I don't think he'll be at the Rumble. The Rock. I, I think he'll start coming on Raw and SmackDown whatever after that. If he, if he's at the Rumble fine, fuck it, but I don't think he'll be at the Rumble. So you think they do him and Roman, but not for the title on night one? I think they do. I think they do Rock Roman night one for the belt. You think so? Yeah. So the problem with that, though, I don't. 
I don't. I, I I'm a, I'm of the opinion. We talked about this before. I don't want them to do both matches on the same show, like night one, night two. I just think it devalues Cody's moment if he beats Roman, because like at least the build going into the show. I mean, would the Rock even show up on Raw to help build the match? Is the problem? I know it sells itself, but this is why I don't really like it because I feel like it's two big matches. Save one for another time. But are you going to really save Cody for down the road? That the timing is all fucked up, honestly. And I said this before. I want Rock and Roman, but if it's going to fuck up everyone's plans, like what's Cody going to do instead? Go for the U.S. title? Like I don't give a shit about that. Um, if it's going to fuck up everyone's plans, don't bother bringing the Rock in. Honestly, like they're going to have other big matches. Don't have it come at the expense of Cody's moment. They should have done Rock and Roman years ago. It's not too late, but if it's it's honestly now or never. I don't see them doing it next year. I don't see them doing it at SummerSlam. And the reasoning from Meltzer that you mentioned that, like he said, he indicated that he wasn't ready. The reasoning he provided, I mean, presumably from Meltzer again, this could be a smokescreen, it could be whatever, was that he wasn't he didn't have enough time to get an in ring shape. Motherfucker, mm. people have known about this match for years. What do you mean you didn't have time to get into like he didn't think he had enough time? You could have gotten ready in June, dude. Like everyone's known this match could happen mm. at Mania. So I don't buy that bullshit for a second. Well, he was preparing for Black Adam, bro. He was preparing for fucking Black, Black Adam. Adam. So he just doesn't prioritize <laughs> wrestling. People got to accept that. I love The Rock. He does not prioritize WWE. If he did, he would have mm. been back fucking five years ago. It's not, I don't think it's going to happen. And honestly, at this point, I don't even really want it to happen. I don't want both matches. I feel like it fucks things up. If you have it for the title, Cody winning the Rumble, okay, he earns a title shot that way. The Rock just comes in and wins the, like he just says, oh, I want Roman, and that's for the title too. I feel like that's completely nonsensical. Cody's got to go through 29 people, but because it's the Rock, he could just come in and say he wants the title and he gets it too. Like, I just feel like it's stupid. So I, I honestly, well, I, was, I, I really I don't want Rock to. I was, I was gonna I was gonna bring it up because there's been this last last resort. Cause we've seen it happen before at, at WrestleMania, where somebody would win the Rumble, earn that 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 championship title match, but somehow, some way, find themselves in a fucking triple threat match at WrestleMania. Now, I'm not saying I'm advocating for it, but if you're trying to get The Rock and Cody and everything all in one night, not do night one, night two. There could be a scenario where there's Roman Reigns, Cody, and The Rock in a triple threat match on night two. We've seen uh, Benoit win in, in 04. He, he's in there with Shawn Michaels and Triple H. We've seen um, John Cena win in 08. He's in there with Randy Orton and Triple H. So uh, it may not be the most ideal, but how do you get The Rock, how do you get Cody and Roman on the same page if you don't want to do a night one, night two scenario? I, I think triple threat might be the last resort. Like I said, is The Rock going to e even do this? We have no idea. I know Cody going to be involved. I know Roman going to be there. But it's like either you do night one, night two, or you do a fucking triple threat match on night two. I feel like that's even worse. Because I feel like on paper, <laughs> Rock, Roman, and Rhodes is such a random fucking match. Very random. Very random. Cody, I love him. He doesn't belong in there. Rock and Roman is the match that sells. The, the marquee match is not yes. a triple threat. We already had a triple threat with Roman at Mania two years ago. You're right. Yes, people have won the Rumble, and then they insert a third person for a triple threat. To my memory, anyway, with the times that they've done that, when they did it two years ago with Edge, Brian, and Roman, Brian yeah. did not win the Rumble. Edge did. But Brian was inserted because he got a title shot at two prior pay-per-views and was fucked over both times. So him getting another shot made sense. When they did it in 
20 uh wrestlemania i don't know about triple h and sean i don't remember how sean our triple h got involved but i'm sorry triple h was champion i don't remember how sean got involved i think sean was already feeding with triple h and that's why he was inserted yeah but um in at wrestlemania 30 brian got in there because he beat triple h to earn the opportunity earlier in the show so i mean they've made it they've attempted to make it make sense in the last couple of years for why they do that rock just coming in and saying hey i want in makes no fucking sense at all and I feel like Rock, Roman, and Rhodes is a triple threat. I, I honestly don't. So what is is Cody going to pin? And also, if, if Roman gets beat, he's got to beat one-on-one. He's not pinning the Rock. I can tell you that much right now. And he should mm. not beat Roman in a triple threat. So I think that's even worse than doing the two main events back-to-back. Hmm. Listen, man, I, they, they got a... They, they they got a good problem on their hands. It's figuring out how to fucking do... How to make... How to make everybody happy, get everybody involved. And when you leave the show, we're not at home crying and complaining. Why the fuck? Yeah, Roman lost. Cody's a champion, but he didn't pin Roman. He pinned The Rock instead or whatever. Or the fact that Roman fought the night before. He was tired and a bunch of shit going to happen. If you, if, you, if you ask me, just do Cody and Roman night two. If you get The Rock. That, that that's that's a cherry on top. But the thing is, how do you add the rock into all this? The rock don't need to win the belt. That's the that's the issue too. Roman has he's to not go- going to. He's not going to win the belt. No. He's not going to win. So he he has to lose. Roman has to beat the rock, and you kind of go from there. And Roman takes what six months off. I don't I don't know. I don't, I don't think he'll be gone <laughs> for six months. I could see him being gone for like at least a month or two until the summer until they need him back for Money in the Bank or Summer Slam or whatever. But Graham, if you were a betting man. Do you think you put your money on Cody being in the Rumble 1 through 10, 11 through 20, or 21 through 30? Not not 21 through 30. I feel like he would want to, and it would make more sense for him to come in early. Um, They're going to make Cody come in at number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know that would be a great story. The problem is that they they've already had so many people win at one. At this point, it's like ridiculous if he did. Like they had yeah. Edge win from one, I think two years ago. Like they just they just did that, so I wouldn't do that again. And they also had Brock win from thirty. Like let's get a decent like middle sized number to win for once. Um, right. so what number are you going with Grant for Cody Rose to enter the Royal Rumble? Uh, I range, feel like it's going to be an range. early number. Let's let's go let's go seven. Okay. Seven, if not fourteen. I'll say that. Oh, or fifteen. Seven, seven, seven times two, huh? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I just I one or two would be great. I feel like they told that story so many times, like the 30th mm-hmm. entrant. Like, let's get like something a bit more realistic here. Hmm. I I would agree. I don't think he'll come out twenty one through through thirty. He's not thirty. He's not gonna, you know, win in, in five minutes. Oh, yeah, especially if we know um, that he's in it, so. I think the middle could be it, but I I think he Cody Cody's old school, so I think he he's gonna be in that top ten somewhere, top ten. If, if I had to put a number, uh, I think I think five could be the number. I think I five. See that. Or they could pull up, they could pull a ninety-two Rumble and have him win from number three. Number three. That's I was gonna say three. Again, he's old school. That's old you school. Know, yeah, three to five. Definitely top ten. Definitely top yeah, ten. Yeah, I feel like it will be ten. Yeah. Um. Last question. I know Rumble was next week. Would we'll do, do a, a preview, whatever. Final four. Who is the final four in the Rumble? If Cody Rhodes is one of them, who else you got? 
Cody Rollins. Um, huh, who else? Lashley, maybe. I'm trying to think. Like, I honestly don't really know. I'm trying to. It's usually fucking rant. It's honestly not even worth speculating about because last year's fatal final four was like Bad Bunny, Brock Lesnar, Shane McMahon, like the most random fucking people ever. Really, and no one cared to see any of them. Yeah, it was really bad. Mm. Um, fuck. I'm trying to think who would. I, I'm going to say at least Cody and Rollins, it'll come down to them too. For like a top heel. Theory, maybe? Theory. I could see being Theory, Rollins, okay. and Cody. For a fourth one, I I don't know. I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, I, honestly, I don't even know. I can't. Gunther, maybe? I'm not sure. Probably, maybe Lashley. At least those three. Theory, Rollins, and Cody. Theory, Rollins, Cody. I'm not. I'm going to say Rock won't even be in it. That's what I'll it say. One more, one more. Rock? No, not Rock. Rollins, Theory, and Cody. Mm. We need one more person in the final four. That's, um, um hmm. it could be Lashley. It could be you mentioned Gunther. Gunther. Um, who I was going to say Brock because I feel like Brock will be back in the match, oh, but. Boy. I think Brock and Bobby eliminate themselves That's to set opinion. up WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, they're all baby faces too. I mean, Theory's a heel, but who is another heel that could be in there? Lashley's I kind mean, of a baby face, so I don't if know. If Sammy's not involved with nothing, maybe Sammy Zayn could be in the final four. Maybe. I'm, I was thinking that honestly. I don't even know if he'll be in it. I feel like he has to, but then again, if he's not going to win, and like if Cody tosses out Sammy, he might get booed. So you 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 want to uh, avoid that. <laughs> you want to avoid that happening. So the uh, the the Sokoa dude could be in the final four. Too. Yeah, Solo Sokoa actually is a good one. I can totally yeah. see that's that's a good pick. I'll go. Like Solo you said, Sokoa. it's got to be random. It's got to be a little got a little tweak in there. Like oh shit. Yeah, and it also oh, makes okay. sense because if he's going on to face um fucking Roman at Mania, then he's got to go through the bloodline a little bit. So yeah. I like that. And he so wouldn't going, get booed for We're going it. with Sokoa, Cody, Theory, and Rollins. Boom, there you go. You got two good guys and two bad guys. Makes sense to me. That's how I would do it. I love it. Uh, Graham Matthews, I know we'll do the Royal Rumble preview next week. Um, for those who don't know, my man does a great job at Bleacher Report and Fan Sided Daily DDT. Catch up on all the articles on that he puts out on Twitter at Wrestle Ranch. Find me on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, letter J-C-R-U-Z. Find the podcast uh, audio on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, video clips and highlights on TikTok at 2 out of 3 Falls pod. Give us a download, rate, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Show some love and support to the program. Graham Matthews, my guy, always appreciated, and I'll see you soon, man. Thank you, Randy. I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Take it easy. Adios. All right.